0: So now I think going on to the, the two really surprising starts to the season, I'd like to say the 76ers are five and one and the suns are five and two to start the year. So let's just, let's go over these pretty quickly. So the, the 76ers, I think, I really think that their start to the season is kind of overrated. Now, don't hate me on this, but just hear me out. So let's I, I, look at, I,
1: I agree with you completely.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Somebody thinks my opinion is valid. But let's look at this for a second. The first game of the season, they beat the Celtics. The Celtics, again, are shorthanded, of course. Oh, no, this is the preseason. Whoops. Let's go to the Wizards. The first game of the season, the Wizards. That was a very, 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 very close game that they might have not even won, to be honest. So that's, like, horrible. They barely won that. They should have won that pretty easily. They barely did. The Knicks... The Knicks are decent this season, but they're nowhere near the 76ers level. They should easily win this. It's a blowout. They're an easy team. They get destroyed by the Cavaliers. Now, we'll get to the Cavaliers in a bit, and their solid start. But star power-wise, the 76ers should have definitely won this game, but they got smashed. The Raptors, struggling right now. The 76ers should have won this game, and they won this pretty comfortably, so I, don't, I won't hold it against them. But at the same time, struggling Raptors team defeated the magic the magic again a borderline playoff team just like the wizards they should destroy this hornets again blow out blew out the hornets another really borderline playoff team probably going back to the lottery so i think this start to the season they've had a pretty easy schedule i'd like to say um i like to see when they play against the lakers in on the 27th I want to see how they hold up against them. I want to see them on the 7th coming up when they play against the Nets and then the Nuggets. We need to look at those games to really see if this team is a real deal. But otherwise, yeah, I think but, they're just a bit overrated.
2: No, I think I think they're fine. They made some uh, very nice moves. They got a lot of shooting. That's the, the the large thing that they were missing last season, shooting, right? They, they, they lost JJ Redick and a lot of other shooters, and then now they have, like, um Curry, right? And Green. So, mm-hmm. I think they should be fine. I think I see them as a high seed now. In my predictions, I put them lower, mm-hmm. but now I see them as a higher seed. They have uh, meshed very well. well, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean... I guess we'll see. It's a little really small sample size, but I just don't see it happening. I think the Sixers are gonna go back and just you know topple down. Cause it's not like their players are playing absolutely amazing. I think Embiid's playing, you know, pretty solid as usual. Um he's averaging 25 points per game, which is pretty consistent for him. He's been doing that a lot. Um Ben Simmons, he's been playing really similar to how he's been playing usually, um, averaging less points if anything. Um, he's averaging 14 on the season. He hit, he hit a three, so he's averaging 100 yeah. percent at uh, the strike. But he's not really taking that many shots either. Nine shots against the Charlotte two days ago, seven shots against Orlando. Uh, so it it's let's see <laughs> because yeah. they're not really doing much different. Like they're not doing. They're not, It's not like their players from before are doing. Absolutely amazing, right? So, so that's why I feel like it's kind of overrated, and it's just more of their schedule. Um, Seth Curry's been really good for them, I will say, but I still see them as a mid-middle seed. Oh,
2: All yeah. right. And then the next <laughs> is the
0: Suns. I didn't expect yeah. the Suns to gel so quickly. They're playing I mean, really, really well, yeah, and I'm so sure, happy like, to see Devin yeah. Booker winning. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. I think CP3, can
0: man. That, yeah, the CP3 effect is real, right? We can confirm sure. that. Yeah. And honestly, the thing is DeAndre Ayton. He's been really good too. I think people, even though he was the number one pick, people forget that sometimes. That this dude yeah. was the number one pick and that he is a beast. But people just kind of forget that sometimes. And he's been, I mean, the first few games of the season, he wasn't the greatest. But the last couple, he's been coming into his own 10 of 13 from the yeah. field, tw- nine of 12 from the field, 11 rebounds, eight rebounds for 24 and 22 points, respectively. He's averaging a couple blocks per game. Uh, so it, I think the Suns have kind of figured out how to get this. They're like three headed monster with Chris Paul, Booker and CP3 to work now. And they've even though they've been winning games, like you can see DeAndre and start to put up more numbers.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, likewise to, like, OKC last year, all their wins are pretty close, right? Yeah. Like, I think the max is won by, is, like, 25 against the Falcons, But other than that, like, all the games are within three, I think, nine. So, like, yeah, it's, it's CP3, man. He, For sure. Yeah, but like,
0: I think it's not even that he's, like, playing really amazing. It's more that he's just kind of bringing that presence of, yeah. you know, of a playmaker that I think the Suns have been lacking for so long now. You know, they traded mm. away Dragic. They traded away Isaiah Thomas. They couldn't really find that point guard. They had Alfred Payton at their, on their team at some point. They couldn't really find that playmaking guard that they could trust. And they finally have him. And things are really starting to work out as well. Um, another thing I want to quickly point out before we move on is also Cameron Johnson. Um, he's really stepped it up. He's shooting two more shots per game of course but he's averaging approximately four to five more points per game now um, he's been solid from the three point line this season he's always ha- always has been but he's even better this season at 40% um, his efficiency is amazing so I'd really like to see what his future is like but yeah the Suns have been great and I'm really happy
1: yo before we continue can we also talk about Mikal Bridges amazing season uh, oh yeah, yeah. Bridges the
0: Kyle Bridges, yeah, yeah, fourteen
1: points per game, forty-six percent from three, 49 percent from the field. He's been amazing defensively. He's yeah. been like he's been solid. You know, maybe mm-hmm. top ten, top fifteen defender in the league right now. The wing defender. He's been amazing, mm-hmm. and you know, like the one, like I don't know if it's a concern, but I think it's just that Booker. You know how he, the Suns relied on him so much as a primary playmaker for so many years. Yeah. I think now. Because of CP3, I think he still has to... Now, I think he has to start adjusting back to becoming a real two guard, you know, where he, instead of him making the plays, he's the one receiving, the, you know, he's on the receiving side of the plays. Yeah. Because if you what? see, he's had high turnovers and a lot of the turnovers that he has had are, you know, of plays that, you know, he shouldn't really be making. And those mm-hmm. were plays that he would be making because a couple years ago, because the Suns didn't have anyone around him. Right. But I think that's just the thing that over time, he's just going to mature, you know, That's like, and that's what you get with being, you know, beside Chris Paul, I think. End and up maturing.
0: His numbers have been pretty good too. Like, he had eight assists against the Clippers, seven against the Jazz, only two against the Nuggets, but it's, I like the fact that I really do like him as a playmaker, but you're right about the turnovers, and he just needs to allow Chris Paul to kind of do his thing a little more, right, and be off ball, but I think that could even be even more deadly because... Him as an off-ball off ball guard, right? He's great in the catch and shoot, but him being like an off-ball guard with someone like DeAndre in the probing the paint could be like one of the most lethal offenses in the league. And I think um, uh, their coach is doing a really good job of um, finding motions that work. But again, I think that's going to come over time throughout the season as well. But okay, yeah. Okay, so
1: you want to you move on to the the greatest duo of all time? <laughs>
0: Sextlin? Oh, gosh. Yes. Sextlin in the building. They're, They're here. here. Nazem, um, take yeah, away. Yeah. Okay,
1: so what? con sexton has been averaging 26 points per game. 55% from the field. 55% from three as well, which is amazing. Let me see his true shooting. This is true shooting. Can uh, we find his true shooting real quick? And then I'll tell you. Because we'll he's... Uh, okay, are Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And Also, uh, yeah, Darius Garland stepped up. You know, a lot of people were concerned about how he performed last year, you know. And now, he, he, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people thought, you know, he, he, he we, you know, when he came in, he was supposed to be that number one playmaker for the Cavs because, you know, context isn't much of a playmaker. And this mm-hmm. year he stepped it up, averaging 6.3 assists, 17 points per game, 45 from the field, 47 from three. And mm-hmm. another thing has been that's been really underrated for the Cavs has been... Their front court, Larry Nance and Andre Drummond. They've actually been able to run plays with them. If you see, seen, they've been able to do a lot of uh, handoffs, handoff plays that have been effective. You know, where whether it's yeah. Drummond or Larry Nance that hands it off to Darius Garland and then they get it back in the paint or Darius mm-hmm. Garland goes back up for the layup. You know, they've right. been really effective off of that. And I think it's just, you know, they've been able to step it up and we still haven't seen them with Kevin Porter Jr. still injured and Isaac Okoro's injured right now. So no. I think if they're able to mesh, I think they're legitimate top. Maybe not. Okay, no. Maybe top. Uh, let's say between eight to six seed. You know, if the mm-hmm. uh, if every can if everything can mesh well together, you know, Con sexually yeah, showing that scoring potential that he you know he showed in college.
0: Yeah, I absolutely hate Larry Nance Jr. I just want to put that out there. I hate this man. This guy pulled up. First week of fantasy dropped sixty points on my ass, and I I was yeah. so butt hurt, man. I was so sad. I won. I even ended up winning the week, but it's just I hated this guy for really long. For like, just had yeah. straight dispassion for this dude. But no, in all seriousness though, but he's been really good this season, uh, rebounding and assists. Why he's been amazing? He's been really, um, really active in the lanes, uh, getting a lot of steals. Um, his efficiency from the field he hasn't been much of a great scorer but honestly it's more important for him to be a great playmaker as he's been in a good rebounder um because that uh, i guess takes more pressure off guys like garland and sexton right um that backcourt doing and makes them more focused on scoring which they have been and yeah i'm, I'm the future of the Cavs looks really really bright
2: yeah yeah
0: and let's just see how it goes. I mean, with Andre Drummond, you know, this is a, this is his contract year. Who, where, will he, where will he go? What's going to happen? Um, we'll see. But I do feel like his um, value is still there. I think he's going to get mm-hmm. a lot of value from teams like the Knicks and stuff if he doesn't decide to stay with the Cavs. Well, I wish he won
2: the Lakers, so. Uh, I don't know, know if you would really be good. For uh, you, the you
0: want you want everybody to go to the Lakers, Amato's. Literally, you're that you're that guy who who fucking um what's it called? Photoshops every All Star right? player. You you nah, Photoshop every player every team's All Star into a Lakers jersey. So the Lakers you want everybody.
1: Lakers are two team.
0: Okay, okay, buddy. All right. <laughs> uh. So with that in mind, let's move on. So let's briefly mention the magic and the hawks too, because they've also had a pretty good start. The Hawks, I think we always expect we all expected them here to do really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Trey Young has been playing out of your mind. I'll give it to you, Amatos. You did you did figure that one wow. out. You you yes, sir. um you got that correct, and I gotta give that to you. But yeah, Trey <laughs> Young has balled out, he's been playing amazing. Um, he did have a rough game against Cleveland. Um, and also against a little bit of a rough game against Brooklyn as well, but he's he's averaging twenty eight on the season and eight assists, which isn't as good as it was last season. They've been they're able to compete with any team in the yeah, league, and I think that's their strong suit. But you know, with done for one forty five the night before, but they've done a pretty solid job. Huge step down from last season. And in terms of scoring he has, he averaged 21 last season, but he's averaging only 17 this season, but he's also playing 6 less yeah. minutes. He's still efficient from the field. His three-point percentage is kind of sucked, but he's still putting up numbers. He put up 30 against the Nets, then 20 again. Um he's consistently averaging, you know, above 15 points per game. Yeah. He's at 17 as I said, but he's still been pretty good for them. So I'd like to see how you know, they continue to mesh. Um, and yeah, that's about it for the Hawks. For the Magic, I think this is just a fad.
1: VP Vucevic?
0: Yeah, I think it is just a, like a little fad for them, a bear, like a small trend. Uh, the Magic do this every season where they come out hot yeah. and then all of a sudden they just start sucking again. Yeah, And honestly, they have a lot of players playing really well. Vucevic has been playing really well. Terrence Ross has been playing really well. But I don't see how cons- how consistent or how sustainable that sure. play is. Yeah. Um, So we're really just going to have to see. And Cole Anthony, he's been... Actually, I don't even know. Let me check out Cole Anthony. I haven't heard of anything recently. He's been not great. Not great at all. No wonder you don't hear much about him. But Markel Fultz has been pretty good.
2: Yeah,
0: I am really he's happy well, for he, him and how he's playing. Yeah. I hope, I hope that the magic can be, you know, can keep this up and keep playing as well as they are. But at the end of the day, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I like,
2: know uh, I, every single year. Yeah, yeah, I was saying every single year, they get a little seed. And then in the first round, they always like versus a really good team like the Raptors and the Bucks. So I feel like if they keep this play up, they can easily make the, in the second round, right? If they get like... Oops, second um, really? it, it depends what they get in I the first round. I don't
0: see that happening.
1: I think
2: yeah, they, I, can, I mean, they can beat the Pacers, I think.
1: Pacers have been really good with Sabonis. You know, he's been balling out... Well, the depot has been better than what everyone's expected. I just like, okay, yeah. But going back to the magic, um, but you know what I really liked about them is that they've been able to stay okay, def- like good defensively. They're twelfth out of thirtieth in terms of defensive rating. And you know, without mm-hmm. uh, John Isaac, who's a major loss for them, they've still been good. Like you know, Vucevic, he's still been good, and Gordon, he's been okay defensively. You know, like they they've played better than what we expected, and. No, better than, in terms of defensively, because I would have thought, you know, the John Isaac, uh, mm-hmm. they, I, don't, I wouldn't have thought that they would have been a top, what was it, top 14, 12, 12, uh, top 12 defensive team. I thought they would have been in the lower 20s.
0: Right. Yeah, I see what you're uh, saying. Yeah, but, but he,
1: as you said, you know, the Magic always make that, you know, to start off, they've always, they always surprise everyone, you know, at the start of the season, but then they exactly. come back Exactly
0: and that that's just why i'm just scared of saying anything about the magic right now because they always go off to this first great start in the first 10 15 games of the season then they just kind of tank but they need to really figure out what they want to do um because they've been stuck in nba purgatory the last so many years and i just feel like you know they're not going anywhere they're always consistently a low seed as Amitos was saying. So, really, they need to start. Um, they need to start figuring out what direction they want to go in. But that's about it for them. So, okay. So, we're on to our final topic. If you guys want to continue on now. Yeah, yeah we'll
1: continue. We'll just, we'll just finish it off after this one.
0: Yeah. So, the, our final talki- topic of today's podcast is the king situation. So, there hasn't been much trade traction or trade rumors really that have really popped up that have been new you haven't heard much about the whole James Harden situation. Um, but the Kings and Marvin Bagley have been, has been, has just popped up in the last couple of days. If you guys don't know, um, Marvin Bagley's dad, he tweeted out, um, that he wants the Kings to trade Marvin Bagley out of the, of, yeah, just traded him from the Kings, from Sacramento. Uh, What do you guys think? Yeah,
1: and then deleted
0: it, right? Yeah, and then deleted the comment. But then he backed it up. I haven't seen if he deleted it or not, but I I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, he backed it up by reteering a screenshot of it. Like that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) listen, Bagley isn't that great. He has potential. But he really, he's just been injury prone, first thing. And he hasn't really shown signs. Whenever you've seen Marvin Bagley go off for like, I don't know, 25, 20 plus, 30 or something, you haven't really seen it. His best game this season was an 18 point game against the Nuggets. His field goal percentage is sucked, especially for a power forward center type player. He's averaging 37% from the field, right? I just don't see like his trade value going anywhere. I don't know about you guys. But... Yeah. So
1: for me, like it's not even, it's not a it's not a Kings fit problem because that's what I thought it was last year. You know, with the mm-hmm. Kings and how they, but with how they've come out this year, I think it's been more of a Marvin Marvin Bagley problem and how he's played in the NBA. Because you know right. his style is more ancient now. You know, he's like you know back to the rim, you know, type of guy post you up. Yeah. And, he hasn't been effective, like, and he hasn't been working out, and you know his injuries, and you know, not. He's, he, I don't think you can play him at power forward because of his lack of shooting. So he's more of a center, but, mm-hmm. but then the thing at center is that he doesn't bring it defensively. Defensively, he's lost, right. and yeah, and it's not even that he's not had opportunity to showcase his stuff. He has, you know, like if you look at like he's he's taken fifteen shots a game, thirteen shots, twelve shots a game, you know. So he should be able to produce off of that, but he really hasn't. And, yep. another, and another thing for me has been was oh, getting now. you want to continue? I'm forgetting what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
2: uh, I, I was just yeah, I was trying to go off of what uh, he said. Uh, now, like he's getting the opportunity, but he's not able to shine, right? And yeah, I don't see any uh, trade value for him either.
0: But okay, so where are some trade destinations you could think of for Marvin Bagley? To be honest, I think his his career is going to live and die in Sacramento, I think. I think if he does get traded, that'll be the end of Marvin Bagley because I really don't think there's a fit for him on a single team in, in the league right now. He's not the greatest defensive player. His three-point shooting is shaky at best. And he's just he just hasn't been great in what he's supposed to be good at, the post, right? It's It's really sad because I think Sacramento right now, as a team, they've kind of been odd they don't have the greatest spacing in the world they lost bogdanovich fox has been playing really well but again he's not a good um not a good three-point shooter either Um, buddy field there's trade rumors about him too and him being very um concerned about his role in sacramento but he hasn't even had a good season either so the future in sacramento is odd i think honestly that they. I mean, as much as I love Vladi Divac as a player, and I think he was really good, they need to look at, you know, remodeling their front office.
1: Mm, yeah, and getting I think they, yeah, they took a step forward in terms of remodeling their front office because I know they fired a couple guys, right, in the offseason. For wrong. sure.
0: But, like, their, their management in general has still been... It still sucks. Their coach yeah. isn't the greatest. I think, honestly... More than anything, they just need a coaching switch and see how that goes. Because honestly, Luke Walton isn't the greatest coach in the league. He's not really good. Sure, he coached the Warriors on that 73-9 and nine season when Steve Kerr was out with uh, his own medical issues. But he's, he didn't really do much like as a coach on his own. He was a terrible coach for the Lakers. He hasn't really proved himself here in Sacramento either. So I think it starts there. I think it starts with a new coach that you know has like a certain vision. If you if that makes sense, you know, Yeah, every coach has like a certain way of playing and they're good at it. You know, they know how to get the best out of their players and play the, um, the way that they want, the coach wants them to play. But um, I don't think that Luke Walton has that ability. He doesn't have the ability to, um, he doesn't have an identity for himself. Like what type of coach is he, right? You know, when you think of Popovich, you think of more old school defense. When you think of Nick Nurse, you think of, Gritty, physical defense and um, an inside-outside threat and creativity. Uh, when you think of Steve Kerr, you think of motion offense. You have nothing that defines Luke Walton as a coach. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of uh, one of the bad things about him. Yeah.
1: So, you know, okay. Yeah, so I remembered what I was going to talk about. You know, if you want to summarize Marvin Bagley's career in one play, do you, did, I don't know if you saw Did you see the video of uh, Marvin Bagley calling the ISO on Christian Wood? And then uh, he immediately no, loses it. No, I've seen it. So he called up, So he gets the ball in, you know, around the elbow, right? Calls he calls mm-hmm. a night so it moves everyone off, takes uh-huh. two dribbles and loses it. <laughs> That's literally yeah. his
2: career wow. in a shell.
1: Yeah, um,
2: uh, I did. I did think of uh, a, a uh, potential trade destination for him. I think he would. He would work with the Portland Trailblazers. Right with uh, Zach Collins still injured, I think he might be able to fit in the 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 system. They're right in there. But I'm not very
1: really sure though. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that because they already have Nurkic who's an inside threat. And I don't think you can hmm. have a back guy on Nurkic. You know, for me, what I would, you know, his career could pan out similarly, like, you know, Julius Randle. You know, on the Lakers, right. he struggled, right? But then the second he switched teams, he went to the, what was it? He moved to the Pelicans, right? In free agency, was it? No, he got traded. He got or, you. Was it part of the trade? Or was I it, free it was, or whatever? So
0: I, I think it was agency. He
1: signed the one-year $8 million contract, prove it, show it, you know, that type of contract. So yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I think you have to move Julius Randle to somewhere where he has a, pri- like he's the bona fide, you know, first or second option where he does have a playmaker beside him. And, mm-hmm. you know, like how, he ha- like how Julius Randle had, you know, Drew Holiday. I think, you know, Marvin Bagley, he can work off that. And then hopefully with that, he can maybe improve his outside game. And, you know, just become oh, a
0: better where player. Do you, where do you see him? Like, you know, uh, where do you see him? Because honestly, I can't think of a single team that...
1: Yeah, I can't think of anything either.
0: Let's look at the standings real quick. We're going a little bit above time, but let's just look. Maybe the Pistons, if they're willing to trade like a Blake Griffin away. I, think, um, I, don't, I don't
1: know. No, no, no. Have Seiku and S- Sadiq Bey, you
0: know. Mm, yeah, I can't see. Maybe the Thunder. I don't know. But yeah, that's it's it's an odd situation. Bagley hasn't proved himself to be a really a trade asset at all. And I guess we'll see. He's still only 21 years old. He still has a lot of time to improve. And but he isn't playing like the second pick. That's for sure. Yeah. Agreed. But so with that being said, I think that covers it up for this week, guys. Yeah. 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 So. Thank you guys at home for watching Wired Hoops again—the best NBA podcast for anything basketball, culture, or sports-related. Follow us on Instagram at Wired Hoops. Uh, Go check out our YouTube channel, which is also Wired Hoops. The first podcast has been posted there, and it has been split into two episodes. Uh, Make sure to give us a follow on Spotify as well, so you know when our next podcast come out. Until next time. Peace out guys. See ya.:
2: Yep. later guys, have a good day, I guess, or a great week.